Hey, David and Justin and fellow pod listeners. Uh, it's your girl, Shayna. And I'm calling from Phoenix to uh, talk for about 30 minutes about how Jen by Jimmy World is a perfect pop song. Oh, hold. No, hold on. No, actually, it looks like it looks like David just wanted me to talk about the boys performance at the Suns game last night. So that's fine. We'll just talk about that. Um, so last night was uh, round two. Game one of the NBA playoffs for the Phoenix Suns against the uh, Denver Nuggets. We did win. It was absolutely incredible. Um, As soon as I saw that Jimmy World was going to be playing the halftime show, I bought tickets. And as soon as Zach posted a picture of where they were playing in the stands, I switched those tickets for a ticket three rows behind the band, of course. Um, Which I'm super grateful that I did because they were incredible. It was super quick. Um, I don't know that you'd call it much of like a halftime show. They just played a couple songs. Um, but they came out and performed Sweetness and The Middle, which which are arguably their most well-known songs. Total crowd pleasers. Uh, the best part was just seeing like how stoked they obviously were to be performing after, you know, this past year of not being able to, you know, perform live. Uh, they just, their energy was great. They sounded amazing. So... Uh, It was a blast. All the boys were there. We even had Robin on stage. We're all just absolutely going wild. It was so fun. I think there's some videos online. Um, All the videos I got sound terrible because I was so close. Um, But it was such a fun time. They were just all amazing. As soon as they were done performing, they went out into the lobby um, where a bunch of us were like crowded waiting to get pictures and autographs. Um, but they, the guys couldn't have been more gracious. Uh, I got to meet everybody but Zach. Um, but it was really fun. And I just look forward to seeing them perform more in the future. It's just exciting to be back out there watching the guys. So anyway, uh, go sons. And thanks for letting me call in. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, pretty Good, I guess. I guess, yeah, nothing to write home about. Susie's actually out with people. Well, a person with with people, a human being, people, a, a, <laughs> a people, a people. Sweet man, um, getting back to the back to reality. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, where where we are, and that's kind of yeah, chilling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, nothing really goes on in this town. There's not a lot going on, and uh. There's a joke. There's a there's a Facebook group. Um, I don't even know what it's titled because I'm not a, a part of it. But it's it's something about there's always helicopters flying overhead and people are put, going into the forums and asking why the helicopters flying overhead. And in the past, it's always been kind of a joke. Like maybe there was a I don't know if there was some kind of police chase or even if, even if it's just some some guy in a helicopter just kind of cruising around, right? So it became yeah. like this joke. Now recently, because of all the issues that we've had with Edison. And the winds and stuff, they've actually, they have been the last couple of weeks, no joke, for eight hours a day, they will have a helicopter hovering over a certain section of the city. And, I, you know, people are looking into it and they say, oh, well, this, this, uh, not the serial number, but the the identification code, that that aviation identification code is associated with this private, uh, this private aviation group or this. And they're like trying to look into it, thinking it's like, conspiracy like they're trying to map some area and then people are like why don't they just use satellite imagery if they're going to map stuff 
Yeah. But really, I think it is. It's just Edison that's hired private contractors to fly them over, and they have a big camera on the front. It looks like it's straight out of a um, straight out of a chase. But they sit there. They'll they'll sit over a house for about 10, 15 minutes and just kind of scan areas, and then they'll weird. move on to the next. It's really weird. But I know why they're doing it. It's because you know we have a couple of times a year, especially around like October, September, we get really terrible winds here. And this is like my favorite time of year just because it's sun, it's late. Uh, I'm sorry. It's light late. And my plants are doing well on the patio. They're not That's getting the torn word. to shreds. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> They're not getting torn to shreds. It's actually, it's com- comfortable in the evening. I don't have to worry about the breeze or taking stuff down. Uh, but I was just thinking, I was talking with Lindsay tonight about that very first time I had to set up our generator and, uh, we had we had paid for it like we had, but and the guy showed me uh, uh, Evan showed me how to use this thing and he's like you just plug this thing in here and I go oh yeah of course uh huh and then he leaves and I forget every single thing he says so that first <laughs> time I remember it was getting dark because it was like this is toward the almost winter time this is late fall I think um, and it was getting dark early the power had been cut off and Lindsay said you got to make sure this is running our our fridge has been out for like a, a couple of hours we got to get on this. So I'm sitting out there and I'm sweating, trying to figure out how to set this thing up. I dragged it out I, of the storage unit. I set it up. I put the gas. The fuel was in there. It was all ready to go. And I thought, this is like go time now. I got to do this. And I didn't want to text Evan because um, it was. I, I figured it was like late at night. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to impose on this electrician. Uh, and I figured, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a man, so I can do it myself. So I'm sitting there with this huge, and the plug man is like for something like twelve to fifteen thousand watts. This is a huge plug that he gave me. Yeah. So I jammed the plug in the bottom and I, I turn it on and he said, you just got to kind of cut these. There's a switch on the side that'll let you run power through the generator into the house. But there's a big unit. There's a transfer switch on the house. That's where like all the power goes. And I thought to myself, I, I could really, I could kill myself if I did this incorrectly. Um, and so I'm, I'm leading up to this huge moment of just figuring out how to turn on the house from our generator and you know what, David? It was actually very simple. You just flipped a switch from line to gen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. And and sometimes Jennifer <laughs> with a G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. That's great. I think Lindsay Terrific. did one of the the little like put the hand on the head with the shake going. Was that really it? That's it. That's, That's the it. one. Uh, the song is uh, Jen from the Futures. It's a B-side of Futures, also from the f- f- leaked Futures demos, um, the Mark Trombino sessions, because it did not come out on the two-disc special edition of Futures. Um, let me see. Oh, I did come across this. There was a guy, should have been on last week, um, but I didn't even find this cover until doing my research today sterling johnson who you may not remember his name but you will remember his image when i send you this link uh-huh uh on Bandcamp did a cover of big casino so oh I thought you we know what play let's did do we that. play it or no i don't think so and i came across it too because we have played him before definitely yes but how did we pass by his big casino cover i don't know i'm i'm pretty sure i don't have him yeah in and you, my and- co- and in searching for our song, you came across this one too, I imagine, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Same. Same here, man. Two peas in a pod. 
okay, we want to go ahead and listen to this. Uh, this yeah, just is a bit Sterling Johnson. Here we go. A little bit of Big Casino. This is the guy that had that. Uh, it looks like uh, basically he a, a nice made his own Bleed American. Uh, yeah, yeah, very cool cover using trophies at a, like a pawn shop or something. Yeah. All right, here you go, Sterling Johnson. <laughs> sound that he got out of it that uh so tight i love that he kept that octave going oh yeah as like you, a root through the whole thing yeah and when you mute the strings like that yeah the, it's, it's like kind of like a punk rock sound man straight out of mesa yeah man Surely. yeah right yeah turn that four into an eight count and turn that eight into a 16 <laughs> count right there at the top that was tight kept you on your toes uh-huh uh so yeah sterling johnson i i don't think we played that uh it doesn't ring any bells no uh-uh. no I feel like we would remember that intro. Um, right. And so next, and, and we'll come across it later in this episode, we recently were lamenting how the forums are not archived anywhere online. Yeah. Yet this song, and we'll get into why, I guess, um, really begat lots of forum research. And the forums are sort of available on the Wayback Machine, sort of at sort some of. times. <laughs> And for the most part, you can't venture through the threads, but you can see that they were there and some of the hover actions work. So you so can weird. kind of it's see so what strange. some of the band wrote sometimes, but um, that is going to be a big research project that I doubt we'll yeah, ever finish. Yeah, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. They need to so, save what we have now before it all starts falling apart. And you know, I know I did send you a couple of screen, screen grabs today. Uh, not right. about, unfortunately, not about the song, um, but we'll see why the forums come up so much. So, Jen, Futures B side. Uh, any other um, housekeeping? Uh, no, no, no. That's it. Sick. Jen, it's a Futures B side, uh, also from the Mark Trombino sessions, and those are two different versions of the song. Uh, track number six on the Futures promo disc, which is what had gone out to record reviewers before the record came out, it was track six on the album. Uh, and 
it was um the promo was the exact same track list except this was between the world you love and pain um so uh yeah at one point that's where this track lived on futures had it been included on the on the uh, album uh on the mark trombino sessions well it wasn't on the re- the official release of the mark trombino sessions but the mark trombino uh demos did circulate on the old forum and this was track two the uh official or the full res <laughs> the, the mastered version of the song is a gil norton joint and uh mark trombino did the demo uh <laughs> recorded at yes um mostly because i forgot to research where futures was recorded but i'm sure we've talked about it in other episodes you can find on our discography page um uh, Jimmy Eat World wrote it. Jimmy Eat World sang it. Jim uh, is the singer on this song. It's an Interscope uh, song uh, on the Interscope label. Uh, notable high notes of B4 and G4 and notable low notes of F sharp 3 and E3. There is a demo. They've never played it. No tune bat info, but there is ASCAP info and user Table for Glasses on Reddit broke it down a little bit. So I'll tell you what Table for Glasses says about the structure of this song okay the much more polished version that was released as a b-side is performed in g major and definitely sounds much more like something that would appear on chase's slight lyrically and composition wise it's just a little different than the demo version which is noticeably brighter and as you mentioned much more saccharine the demo version is an f sharp major and features a lot more fuzz it's a more wistful aesthetic and the guitar solo is so much more warbling it has a pop vibe so it may not be for you but it's definitely a step up from the other one in my mind so that is what table for glasses had to say about jen okay uh in terms of structure and then there's ascap info uh i'm assuming because it almost was on futures um they pulled it at the last minute but all four guys have writing credits turkey and rye music jimmy world performs it uh that's what i got okay now i did want to talk about this uh we we will probably get into this image when we go into the community section but i did want to find out what an acetate was and i i think in from what I gathered from it, uh, acetate, it's not actually made of acetate. It might be the originating material. It's kind of like a stamp or a master that allows you to make copies from it. But I think it's associated with vinyl records. So when I saw the fact that they said, hey, this this acetate CD exists, here it is. Um, I think what they're referring to is, I and I looked this up on stevehoffman.tv. I think that he's come mm. up. This guy has that forum of just like, uh, it's kind of like, record music uh but it's kind of like people that are in this business and kind of provide their oh expert inside opinion. baseball yeah exactly but this uh this person here uh mikey h uh from berkeley california uh, said uh in response to this in the cd manufacturing process is there an acetate lacquer equivalent that the stamper is made from or the stamper made from the digital source uh and this person replies yes there is a stage called the glass master but it mm-hmm. is not silvered, so not playable in a normal player. I don't know if it can be read or checked mm. optically. Latest machines seem to be headed to making stampers directly from the data by a process akin to 3D printing, creating the stamper data directly in polycarbonate. I don't know if this has moved beyond the prototype stage. Uh, and this was in 2011. Uh, what is being sold as CD acetate is undoubtedly a plain CDR. Uh, I have some of these in label packaging, uh, various artworks. Some are light scribed with the disk information and thus 
probably genuine label issues. Still a CDR though. Mine came through the industry, not by. I'm assuming that's what we're looking at. It looks like a regular CD, but is just has a has a nice stamp on the top of it. It doesn't look like a Sony CDR, uh, right. right? And so you're but talking it, about this Imgur link, uh, to the Futures album that it, says Master, yeah, not I, Final, not for production. It says and the one that has it listed CD, as yeah. six, yeah, six of twelve, where it sits right in between. Um, what is it right in between? All right, the world you love and pain. Yeah. But that's what I was looking at. That one that has the track listing on there. Yeah. And then it's, a, yeah, it's a watermarked CD. This record has been marked with a specific identification code in order to trace any unauthorized use thereof, including usage on the internet or other digital replica internet. replications. The Universal Music Group hereby re- reserves all of its rights at law or in equity with respect to this record and all materials embodied embodied thereon um and so here you can see gil norton was the producer of jen yeah yeah so yeah i just wanted to to make sure i understood and i just think it represents essentially what a vinyl acetate represented yeah uh, and, and, it's and that it was like that a press you brought that up because i was gonna say yeah when we were in a band it was always about the glass master that was what you wanted that was <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the uh like if you if you signed a record deal that's what they would hold on to unless it was agreed upon otherwise I guess, yeah. Yeah, they hold on to that glass master. We just Sounds knew cool. that that meant you did something, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a glass master, bros. Let's go out to Bob's Big Boy and celebrate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's dig into these lyrics. Yeah, man. Okay, this is a cool song. I, I got, I'm going to come Super right out and say cool that. Super cool song. Uh, uh, had, you, had you been familiar with it? I did, and I don't remember where I had heard it. I want to say it was through... I don't know when it was taken off uh, streaming, but I had a copy of it either. Through, oh, so you think it, uh, not you think it, it probably was streaming at some point official. I want to say it was, and maybe it was something like Groove Shark where there wasn't, it was kind of like a uh, there like you go. gray yeah, yeah, yeah. area. The whole thing was gray area. Cause yeah, I'm pretty sure um, if I search Apple music, uh, the yeah. server, not my library, it won't show up. Right. And this, and this one showed up inside uh, that futures. I, I want to say it was on the the Futures Deluxe or Expanded Edition, but I can't uh-huh. say for sure. I've heard it, though, definitely. And it's always one of those where I'll sing along and stop and, and just kind of listen to it just because it's so a, it's such a bop. Yeah. Uh, hadn't looked into the lyrics other than the name being said. So title of the song is Jen. Very first lyric here on its own line, mind you. Jen. That's right. So the focus <laughs> of our song, Jen, right here. And I can't say it without without following up with and sometimes Jennifer. So the first line is <laughs> it's just one of those things. I, it's in, ingrained in my brain. Uh, so here we have the focus of our song, not even not not uh, making it obscure at all. Just saying this person's name out. I'm assuming this is going to be a guy and a girl in this conversation here. So, Jen, don't be scared. No, don't be shy. We used to do this all the time. You know it, Jen. Uh, and with without context. Not having read through any of the other lyrics, the very first thought that comes to mind is like tandem bungee jumping. If we're talking about mm. completely <laughs> just like fun times, like this a guy and a girl, like someone trying to coax them into something. That's what that's what popped into my head. Sure. Like total bubblegum lyrics. Let's go bungee jumping. Um <laughs> at this point at least. But it definitely gets a little heavier as you go in here. So yeah, don't be scared. No, don't be shy. We used to do this all the time. Clearly, the, this is something that they were doing at one point. So it gets us a little foreshadowing here into what we're going to be reading about in a moment. Jen, we could be happy now. 
So jet across the coast and country, Jen. Sounds kind of like they're going to have uh, some kind of fling. Jet across the coast and country, Jen. And uh, we could be happy now. So I don't know if either of them are you know, just maybe like a little bit unhappy or just not as happy as they could be. So he's giving her that little nod like, hey, jet across the coast and country, Jen. Mm-hmm. Now, that makes I, me almost feel like they're apart. It, they are. You know what I mean? In like, my mind, they are. Right. Like, we could be happy were you here, so jet across the country so we can be together. Exactly. Now, uh, and then the second half of this is, uh, in, I'm sorry, it, it's kind of paused. I, I separated these just because I was so hung up on jetting across the coast and country. Uh, and sometimes, Jennifer, uh, you think for too long, then your chance is gone. I think the fact that he mentions Jennifer is that, like, let's say you meet somebody and they say, this is my full name. When you get to know them well enough, they'll allow you to say uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. the shortened version or yeah. a pet name or absolutely right. So I think he's just saying, like, I knew you when you were Jennifer. Like other yeah. people referred to you as Jennifer when maybe we were in a relationship or we had this other previous life together. Yeah. Uh you th- you think for too long, you think for too long, then your chance is gone. And I think this is like not everybody allows themselves to be called by that short name. Um, you think for too long, then your chance is gone. Uh, don't think about this too much. Go with your gut. Go with what your <laughs> what your heart tells you to do right now. Don't sleep on this. Again, a little bit of a pusher here. Kind of, kind of a you know, <laughs> a little bit of a hey, come visit me. Come, come hang right. out with yeah, me, yeah. vibe. You uh, up. But he's, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, you he, up text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Booty call. Uh, the choice we're meant to make is one they'll never take. All you have to do is say, which is cool. I think they. The fact that they left that open at the end, they didn't really say, all you have to do is say yes, say no, um, say my name, nothing like that. Uh, the, the choice we're meant to make is one they'll never take. I think there's a right decision and a wrong decision. And it sounds like he's coaxing her to make the wrong, or is it in his eyes, the right decision, right? It's kind of like, who perceives this as wrong? Who perceives this as right? From yeah. the, It depends on the perspective. Is it is it even her or is it, society that looks at at this uh potential meetup as like a uh uncommon or or looked down upon so now we've gone from the bungee jumping you know which i didn't think was going to pan out there uh clearly now to some some guy that's trying to coax this girl to come uh meet up with him then we go back into the very first line there jen don't be scared don't be shy we used to do this all the time but then he goes and says yeah yeah you know it jen and I think the yeah, yeah, I know it works in the in the song in kind of continuing that line. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it, Jen, right? Yeah. But the yeah, yeah might actually be like a dismissive response where she says, I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 totally. you, yeah. you know it, Jen. Uh, it's you and me. What could that mean? You can't pretend we're only friends, then walk away. We can make this real easy on ourselves. No emotion, no attachment, just us. For the moment, mm, you, the you picture can't pretend is becoming really... more clear. Exactly right. Uh, and then they go on to sing, Jen. I think you tried just a little hard, acting like something that you're not. Uh, maybe he feels like he knows who she is deep down, and that she's trying to be this thing or act a certain way that she clearly is not. Like uh, he's seeing uh, her, maybe her morals surfacing. <laughs> he's trying to sure to, uh, squash that. Maybe we'll see. Uh, even further with Jen. Jen, I want to make you feel the way you should. You have to let things go to keep them close. Man, he's really trying hard. 
Uh, he wants to make her feel good like old times. Just release your inhibitions. Uh, you have to let things go to keep them close. You got to kind of go out of your comfort zone in order to realize what you actually have and what you could have been missing out on. Uh, what we do today already has a name. Uh, it's anything but a mistake. Uh, sounds like he wants them to have a fling or some kind of a chance encounter. And he's trying to to reiterate there's there's nothing to be ashamed of in, in wanting something like that. You just want to have yeah. some fun, right? Come over. Maybe th this is a an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend situation. And uh, they're just agreeing. He's trying to get her to understand like, hey, look, let's just uh, get this going on. Yeah, you want it. I want it. Bada bing, bada boom. Come over. Yeah. Uh, then we've got, you know, Jen, don't be scared, don't be shy again. And a sick, David, a sick solo at one minute and 50 seconds <laughs> that, you know, we talk about uh, Jimmy at World. It really of, is uh, a dope solo. Like, so oh, much yeah. so that I'm like, they left this. Now, I don't think this is a future song. I think it was the right choice to leave it off of futures. This would, I agree. Although this would have been a huge single. Oh, I, yeah. I thought about pain and work, save for futures. This would have been the lead single off the record. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that solo just fucking sells it. God damn. I know the bends, man. He's got that. Yeah, man. Wah -dee -wah -dee -wah -dee -wah -dee. yeah man. This dude went diving and came up way too fast with those bends. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, man. Sick scuba, self contained underwater breathing apparatus yeah. joke, bro. <laughs> Sick Brady Bunch callback. <laughs> so we've got a, a nice. Uh, you know, non-Jimmy World solo. I loved it. And then we go back to, uh, it, it quiets down for a bit and just goes into these little like, ding, ding. Yeah, really with, cool. With, um, and, oh, and the bass. You can hear Rick and Zach kind of going at it. Yeah. With the, yes. Yeah, sick. Uh, in fact, can I play that real quick? I'm going to play the Please. solo just for uh, a moment oh, here. Yeah, Let's see. fucking why not? A, yeah, you know, just to give you guys an idea. You could put this over the party footage in the middle video and it would be perfect. <laughs> So in my mind, I know you just said you put it over the party scene. What I picture is a band, like let's say that falls on hard times and they're supposed to come out with this that huge, kind of like airheads, I guess, like this, <laughs> this album that's supposed to change things. And then at the last moment they get it and they put it on the air and the DJ is slamming on the glass going, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> As everyone's dancing in the hallway. Yeah, and totally. It's like, yeah, it's definitely a that thing you do type moment. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, we'll investigate that a little bit later. So uh, in that, after the solo, we've got these last few lines. There's no one's looking now. Take a chance. Come on. We could do anything you want. Man, and this at this point, he is really trying to sell this. Please just take a chance with me. We can do anything you want. He's got those bedroom eyes on for sure at this moment. Um, and, oh, I, it's another thing. Uh, we can come right back to this. The the last part that I love the walk down in this last little area. Yes. Oh my gosh. They're they're Jen. taking a walk down the scale, and it's so good. It's so refreshing. Yeah. For the song to have been so repetitive, and they haven't done this often. And I feel like they could do this more, 
where you're sort of like playing what sounds like it should just be the chorus again, but it's a yeah. new version of the chorus and it's so good and refreshing. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it, yeah. And, and absolutely coming out of the solo and the bridge, it's the perfect ingredient to add to this song. And, and so the one new line that uh, Jim sings in here is Jen, put your arms around someone soft, take it as it comes. Trust your heart. Trust me. I think that's the more, uh, he's getting less creepy with his, with his coaxing there. And he's just saying, look, sounds like you're single and he wants to do some, he makes some double trouble. You do you, but I want you to trust me and your heart <laughs> and come put your arms around someone soft, like just physically touch somebody and uh, trust me. Oh, I love it. It's just such a cool way. And then he does yeah. that three times. Yep. Trust your heart. Trust me on the very end. So two things I want to go back to. Yes. One is specifically the last line of that bridge. Um, yeah. What tipped you off? Because I don't know if I ever made this connection, but now I uh, can't unhear it. Yeah. So Friday night when I started my uh, my research, I don't even remember where I came across it. I just remember somebody saying in the comments, that, okay, yeah, oh, this line shows up. Mike right? Walgreen in the Facebook group is who okay. tipped me ah. off. Uh, okay. Somebody says, uh, it's a good song, but they admitted themselves they copied another artist unintentionally, which we'll talk about, and they used some of the same lyrics for their song, All the Way Stay, so I don't see it happening. I think they're talking about playing the song live or something, or repressing it or something. Uh, I'm glad they kept that off Futures because of how dark it was, um, but in a perfect world, it would fit right in with either Bleed American or Chase This Light. Absolutely could not agree more. This is a this is straight up. If you were like, oh, my God, the new Jimmy World single came out and it was this song. Oh, my oh God. Man. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> like, it would have blown the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. And I'm not saying they messed up. I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I don't think Futures would have been regarded as highly had it been on. It, it stuck out like a sore thumb. And yeah, we'll talk about that's sort of the what led to it being left off. Um, but uh but yeah, totally a Bleed American song or even Chase's yes, Light absolutely. where they, they yeah. dialed up the pop meter all the way back again. So. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's one um, thing that shows up. The other thing is looking at the lyrics, I didn't analyze them at all. I have a feeling this is a boy and girl who were best friends. And that's where it's like we used to do this all the time because now they're on a date. And it's like, well, we've been hanging out for years and years and years, and you're making it a thing now because it's a date, but we used to do this all the time. So she's feeling trepidatious about making their friendship something more, and he's telling her to relax. And with that in mind, the rest of the lyrics, to me, sort of f fall into place after that. Um, especially, you can't pretend we're only friends, then walk away. Like... Um, I don't know, like if they were in a group setting or something and he's got his arm around her and he's, I, I guess, expecting a kiss at the end of the night. And she's just like, all right, see ya. <laughs> yeah. What? No um, way. You can't be giving me all these signals and right. then just say we're yeah, friends yeah. still. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's a good um, perspective. And uh, and then at the end, uh, someone soft uh, either could be him. That could be something she's said about him in the past. Like, oh, I, I, I love hanging out with you. And. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, like some sort of like uh, pet thing, like, oh, your your beard is so soft or, you know, I don't know what. OK, OK. Um, and so he's calling back that specifically. Um, take it as they come as it comes makes me think of the take take them as they come. Uh, <laughs> take them as they come. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
um, trust your heart, trust me is, uh, you know, he's telling her, let's, let's do this. It'll be, so I, I, I almost feel like it's, it's the, the evolution of a friendship into a relationship and the bumps that in the road that, that, com- that comes with that. Very wholesome. I like that. Yeah. That said, this song is so divided in the community. <laughs> I, I know, man, even in the song meetings that in the, the results there, there weren't even a lot, I guess there was, I guess one third technically were all yeah. downvoted. But it made it. They made it sound like there was a a larger community that just hated this yeah, equally. And almost all the all the people that say they like it are like, I don't get it. I really like this yeah. song, which yeah. means so many people didn't like this yes. song. I just right. don't get it. I've never not liked this song. I didn't think of a world where anybody could dislike this song. And, and it must have just been wrong place, wrong time. There were so many things that went against it. The timing of it, the placement of it, uh, the fact that it, you know they had that issue with the other band. Um, yeah, well, let's there was just talk so about many things. that. I guess let's talk okay, about. Go that. ahead. So uh, there's a couple reasons it said it, it, it didn't make it to the record. So uh, Jim did an interview with Mean Street Magazine in 2004, um, where he says uh, uh, he's asked curiously enough, a decision was made after promotional copies were mailed out to the press to. Ex- uh, excise one of the session's finest cuts a two and a half minute three chord pop gem uh titled jen uh a track somewhat similar to the act's mega hit the middle which i agree this could have been as big as the middle i feel like jim's response it was just an oddball song adkins says it's uh i think it's the kind of tune that will stand up stronger if by itself somewhere else it just makes the record an album, I think, by not having it in there, even though it definitely is a side of what we do. Um, so that's one reason it didn't end up on the record. Uh, the other is that it sounds eerily similar to um, uh, this other track uh, by Men Without Hats. Um, they did Safety Dance, if you recall, Um and uh, I am trying my damnedest to open this image that I've copied from the forums um, that is Jim talking about why this got left off the record. Give me just a sec here. So uh, Jim had posted to the old BBS forums, and this is when I got really excited that they still existed. Do you have a copy of that? Yes, I do. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's got the URL up there too, bbs.jimmyworld.com. Got the post ID and everything. So this is from uh, 528, 2009, 7.30 p.m. Jim Adkins, band member, location Arizona. Uh, join date, by the way, of June 2004. 1,300, 1,327 posts. Oh, my Look, goodness. Looking at this. Very cool. So this is regarding Jen. It was a Jimmy Eat World song always, not for outside people to cut. Funny thing about that tune. Don't know if anyone can remember Pop Goes the World by Men Without Hats off the top of your head. The publisher of that song had a beef with Jen resembling it and wanted a large cut of the song. That was after the advance was made, but before the album was released, we pulled the song from the final sequence because no one was all that stoked on it. Ow. The way it ended up uh, and having to kick down to use it seemed ridiculous. I don't really see how the two are close enough to get sued, but no one wanted to find out. I don't think the band themselves, Men Without Hats, I mean, even owns the publishing anymore. Signed, Jim. (laughs) <laughs> so I did look up who owned the publishing and I it's hard to tell if this is a shell company of men without hats or not. I, I just I was I was just like, I don't know. I can't tell. But it's owned by two DB music. Um, and I, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> um, 
it's right. a universal songs of polygram international inc so whatever that means they are the people who own the publishing for okay this pop goes the world song so let's take a, should we take a listen to pop goes the world a little bit because i i uh i have heard of bands getting sued for oh that sounds a lot like my song and then you listen to the other song and you're like yeah it kind of does and i would say pop goes the world I, I don't know if it's intentional but you listen to it and you're like eh, kind of kind of is <laughs> yeah i did i listened to it and, and i thought to myself yep it does have a close enough um similarity there all right uh so let's listen to a little bit of pop goes the world or whatever the hell the song was <laughs> You playing it? Oh, you know what? I had the um, I numbered the episode wrong because we didn't have anything for open bar reception. So I'm over oh. here looking for 86, and it's I set it to 85. Jen, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll leave another marker. Let me copy the link. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? All right, here it comes. I love how much fun he's having. Rogue rogue base oh yeah, dude man, she eats a... it there look she just <laughs> ate it she's eating it i thought she was sliding down the stairs oh, oh yeah, yeah okay definitely... <laughs> i thought she ate it man i guess it doesn't uh. help that her name is jenny <laughs> <laughs> right uh if we're going song versus song uh jimmy worlds kicks that one's ass oh absolutely <laughs> that song blows but it is very uh derivative i guess yes I yeah and i don't see Jim is somebody who sits around and is like, yeah, how can I make this this song that nobody's heard of by men without hats? Uh, my own. <laughs> um, and then uh, I just sent you over a link to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a whole other thing we've uncovered on this episode. Zach Lind used to keep a blog for a long time from 2005 to 2013. Um he had his own URL for a little bit and then it just moved over to WordPress for a post. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, what his penultimate post was specifically about this song. Um, so let's take a look at that. Yeah. This one's titled, uh, the best song we never released, uh, February 5th, 2013. And, and he says, uh, in my mind, even though we never released this tune, I think it's one of my favorite Jimmy Eat world songs of all time. 
He recorded this song during the future session, but took it off the album because it just didn't really fit the vibe with other tunes. And after that, the timing never really felt good, that good to release it. Maybe because the song had already leaked and we never felt that motivated to officially release the tune. You want to take a little bit of this, man? Yeah, I realized I sent you the wrong link, so... <laughs> um but you found it. So, yeah. uh, but looking back on this song, we busted our ass getting it to the point of where it ended up. It sounded like a simple song, but we recorded it in many different times with several different arrangements, tempos, keys, etc. It was nuts. Gil Norton was a producer and we were having the album mixed by Rich Costley at Cello Studios in Hollywood. While Rich was mixing, we were tracking Jen in Studio 3 at Cello, which was famous for recording Pet Sounds and some Mamas and the Papas albums. We didn't have any of our gear in town, so I rented a kit and ended up using a Ludwig Acrylite that Chris Testa, Grammy Award-winning engineer who ended up engineering Chase's Light, had in Studio A when he was tracking the band Gratitude, who coincidentally were friends of ours and ended up opening for us on tour. While we were tracking Jen... Brian Wilson was in studio two working on a project and at one point poked his head in uh, into the door of the control room of studio three. Holy shit. Brian Wilson just walked into our control room. That was incredible. Anyway, that's the basic story of Jen. (laughs) We nearly killed ourselves recording a song we never released. Sorry, I didn't realize how long the second paragraph was and how short the third paragraph was. (laughs) I'm so glad that he uh, that he loved this. Like you can doesn't matter what the community says sometimes when you know the yeah. band really likes a song and it sounds like Zach loved it. It kind of sounds like Jim I was on the fence. I remember Zach but... telling that story too before. Yeah. I don't know that he mentioned Jen and I didn't do my uh my usual phrase find on this uh-huh. to see if I could find uh them talking about this song. Maybe I'll do it for the uh next week's housekeeping. Um but he's definitely told that story before. Um uh, so it's interesting to hear that they were recording Jen during that. Yes. And uh, so I looked down at the at the comments. There were three comments, but only two had links back. There were comments and then links back, essentially. That if, let me see if I can if I can find them listed here, because this was the post that we found on the Zach Lind blog, right? Zach Lind blog dot One of them. This was the same post that he had here and there. Uh, let me see if these comments will load. Okay, so it does have. So there were two. There was one from Jonah that says, "Good times. Let's make more. Let's make more sometime." Hi to the crew. Alan says, "Terrific song. My wife and honestly can't listen to Futures without it included in the sequencing, and we included it on our wedding mix CD. Got married November two thousand four. One of my top ten Jimmy Eat World tunes." So I went and just checked on them to see what they were talking about. Who this Jonah was, and it turns out that Jonah uh, is his full name is Jonah Matranga, and he is. I guess he's operating out of San Francisco now, but he's kind of like a singer-songwriter. But he had, uh, this was an interesting retweet. Do you remember retweets? Yeah, man. So March 27th, 2009, Jimmy World retweeted at Jonah Matranga. It's all about, and then they hit a tiny URL, two minutes to two minutes and 35 seconds-ish. You're here to make a video. I'm here to play Ultimate. Hi, Jay. So maybe that's the thing that they say hi back and forth to each other. You go to the tiny URL and it actually links to the ultimate portion of uh, Lucky Denver Mint. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I went a little further and it turns out that Noise Pop 2015, which was in San Francisco, uh, had Jim Adkins on the bill. He played acoustic. Uh, Joey Venucci from Indian Lakes. Jonah Matranga 
uh, taxes at Swedish American Hall. So they actually played together. Jonah Matranga, I know, I see. Jonah Matranga, that's how I know that name. We talked about him with uh, Darren Doan. He was in the Lucky Denver Mint video. Yes. Right. Yeah. So he was the one that kind of pops in there, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So he was in there. We've mentioned him a couple of times. And then also another guy down here, Alan Parrish from Turn Off the Radio, another blog, uh, popped in to say something. But what I liked about Alan Parrish is is that he made a 1996-2012 best of for Jimmy World. And uh, I'll quickly go through this. It goes in this order. Disintegration, sweetness, call it in the air, coffee and cigarettes. Here it goes. The most most beautiful things. The world you love. Uh, If you don't, don't. Believe in what you want. And at number 10, uh, Jen. I thought that it was nice that he put it right almost in the middle of his uh, 1996-2010. And it apparently showed up on his uh, on their uh, wedding playlist. Another good one. Nice. That's tight. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else did I find? Uh, oh, I did find. So uh, one of the places I was looking um, uh, about that acetate press. Um, yeah was uh somebody had found one of those original cdrs and ripped it which is how everybody has a high quality version of this uh davy jones uh who we've talked about uh my blink friend he had a constant bitrate version that we have up on our drive and uh i was like hey how did you come across the cbr version of it and he had just downloaded it from like a file sharing site so probably from the same place that this got ripped from scott heisel was on reddit talking about yeah. you know, scott heisel we've talked about he's got some relationship with the band where he he and them tweet back and forth at each other on relatively uh frequently and he had said that he had one of those original acetates with the uh with the song on it and uh then i found this somebody had linked to uh um an old wiki that had mentioned that this was on an acetate so apparently there's already there was already a jimmy eat world wiki it does not seem to be (laughs) right exists active um but it was on uh what is this fandom.com which i guess is a wiki site Uh um and uh and so yeah we should definitely tell linux about this so he can poach all the information <laughs> oh yeah Pilf, pilfer man pilfer and pillage from yeah that. man <laughs> a jimmy eat wiki uh 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 is uh is linux's new wiki that is uh being fleshed out more and more um yeah uh what else did i have uh a turn off the radio is a blog that talked about jen um and what I'm trying to see what they said about this. Uh, yeah, I guess they had, I see they had blogged about Zach's blog, which is how I found Zach's blog. And there was a little commentary at the bottom. It says, I couldn't agree with Zach more. I was able to find and download futures a few months before it was released in 2004. And yes, I later bought it on CD and vinyl and the yeah. original track listing had 12 songs. The official has 11 with Jen being number six, the song and album were released the year I got married. My then fiance and I listened to this album a ton on our many road trips. And this was our favorite song from it. Jen also ended up being on it. Wait a minute. Is this the same guy? Is it, he said Jen also ended up being on our wedding mix CD. It, it, Alan Parrish? I mean, are, have we have we found out someone's well, Reddit? Well, it just says turn off the radio.de. Let's see if this guy's name is anywhere. His, yeah, that's no, it. That's, uh, him. That's, that's him. That's the same guy. Oh. Oh, shit. Did you read this whole thing? 
I didn't read it. No, all I wanted to, you're, you're going to read the actual blog post. What I had uh, highlighted out of that was his listing of the top uh, tracks from 96 to 2012. So you can continue on. Go ahead. Got it. No, that's the end. He basically just says it was on their wedding mix CD. Jimmy Eat World's new album has been completed, and now we're waiting on the title and release date. I am guessing summer. So Alan Parrish was one of the comments on that blog then? Yes, he was the third comment. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense, because he's the only person that had a blog about the blog. So that's so funny. I didn't put that together. I didn't see Alan's like sidebar with all of his information on there. I just happened to see turn off the radio de. I even only wrote down turn off the radio because I couldn't find a writer's yeah. name. And I had formats linked, weird. I yeah, and I had hyperlinked to it, so I didn't actually see the URL. When you said it, it sounded familiar. And when you kept reading, I thought, oh, yeah, this is where we're <laughs> going. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, somebody had mentioned that the promo CD was made from mp3s but i could not find proof of that and this was user cyan fire on the chorus fm forums a little while ago i posted what i thought was a legit 320 kilohertz version of the studio version of jen but i've since found out that it was a transcode i would like to apologize for that i think all copies online are just transcodes of the 192 kilobit rip I've been hunting for a legit flack rip of the track from the promo CD, but have learned that the CD itself was created from MP3s and not a lossless source. And when was that? What's the date on that? uh, I did not link to it, but this is he. I I remember looking in the chorus forums. He had posted back in 2017 the link. And then last year he had posted this correction, but I don't have the date. Yeah, he's one of the members. uh, They're one of the members of the discord. So I'm sh- I'm sure at that at this oh. point he's acquired that yeah he's acquired oh. that that flack if it how did does I not exist. Put that, how did I not? It's put It's because the together? the names are a little bit different. The usernames there. So got it. So uh, yeah, this was uh, I think last year, but yeah, I've got my hands on the original MP3 that was used. It's 224 kilobits per second, but it's the best we'll ever get. It doesn't sound all that different, but the spec uh, is the best I've seen. So wow there that is okay um, and uh yeah lots of people were looking for it uh, the the full final version yeah um oh somebody had mentioned that this potentially did you see this scott shooter in the facebook group had mentioned that this might have been the song that caused the rift between them and trombino oh really no so i don't know i this could be all hearsay, interesting but, uh, though <laughs> i went looking for things like 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 when Cyan Fire said that it was a transcode, I was like, oh, he must have found that out from somewhere. Let me find out where he found that out. I couldn't find it anywhere. And same with this. I couldn't find anything about this song causing a rift between the band and Trombino, except for this from Scott Shooter in the Facebook group. The band started making their follow-up to Bleed American with their longtime producer, Mark Trombino. Eventually, they had a falling out, which is why Futures was eventually produced by Gil Norton. That falling out was apparently largely because Jimmy Eat World wanted to push Jen as their next big single that they'd hoped would recreate the success of the middle, but Mark Trombino didn't like it. Mark refused to work on the album because the band's insistence on including Jen on the album. They parted ways. Jimmy Eat World made the band... Uh, made the band with someone else. And then at the very last moment, they removed Jen from the album. Anyway, after all that drama, they finally came to their senses and realized what Mark had realized years ago. Edit. Here is an edit that came in. Actually came to their senses in quotes is a bit of a mischaracterization because the actual reason they removed the song from futures at the last moment was because the song was melodically similar to another song that they were worried about copyright infringement. Were it not for that, 
Futures would probably have Jen on it, and I would like the album a bit less. Um, so yeah, I don't know that I, the way it was written at the beginning, it made it seem like he had copied and pasted information, but I copied his text and pasted it, and I didn't find any of that anywhere. Um, so yeah, maybe I, that's why yeah. Jim's response was just kind of so. It was not like like Zach's where we love this track, you know. Like Zach, I imagine would wouldn't give two shits about what Mark right. Trombino thinks, but it's kind of like maybe Jim's trying to save face. So he's just saying, yeah, hey, we decided it was like a last minute thing and all this, this issue with, I don't know, it, yeah. again, speculating, but it's still interesting to get that perspective. Yeah. Um, I know we're not in the community section, but unfortunately a lot of what I had is from the community because my assumption is a lot of these people were on the boards back in the right. day. So they're sort right. of speaking from that point of view. And that's the best we have. Um, this guy, Tommy Phelps, uh, reminded me uh, that Jim had been talking about. So he says, I was listening to Jim's podcast from last week. This was posted October 13th, 2020. Uh, And he says, and he mentioned there being a song that was started during futures and finally used or partially on surviving. Does anyone know what song this is? And some people had posted in here that it might've been cannibalized into all the way stay. Um, Naomi Sinha and Eva Vitkuti um, both had mentioned all the way stay in the comments. And uh, yeah, somebody else had said maybe recommit. Somebody said delivery. I mean, at that point, who would know? But Right. Oh, yeah. Who would know? <laughs> um, but more theories that maybe this is the song that had started, quote unquote, on futures. Um, uh, what else do you have? Oh, boy. Let me look at my list. Song notes. We've gone uh, through, the one thing I didn't mention was there was a compilation going back to Jonah Mantranga. Like he's done a lot of music in the past, uh, but he showed up on a comp, uh, 1999's Songs for the Brokenhearted. And his his track was actually first, Pollyanna, Pollyanna, however you want to say it, uh, with the band uh, One Line Drawing. And the vocals were sung by Jonah. And then down the very last track on this 17 of 17 was Jimmy World Spangle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they showed up on that comp uh, from 99. Glue Factory Records, Emo, Indie Rock, and Punk. There's no other bands on here that look. Boy Sets Fire. That sounds like emo. I remember or, them. Yeah. Mastodon. I don't know the song, but I remember. Yeah. Oh, and the Juliana okay. theory is on here too. Okay. Yeah. So there's some bands on there. Yeah, there are some bands. Um, it's been a while, uh, since I mentioned it, but I definitely got rookie of the year ending vibes with this yeah. ring fist, <laughs> fist in the air, you know, it, Jen. Yeah. Fist in the air. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I couldn't find anything on the old blog. Remember I had looked at the old blog on their website that they had kept. Um, yeah. but I did sort of track down about how long the blog was up. And I got it from November 10th, 2004 to about December 16th, 2006. Then they redesigned it in January 2008. But by April 2008, it was largely forgotten. So from like December 2006 to January 2008, it just hadn't been updated. Then they redesigned the website and that included the blog. I think there was one more post in that April of 2008. And then that was it. Okay. Um, Then I found this. Uh. On the web archive, let me see if I can find the date. December 4th, 2010, you can see 
at this point who posted what. So there's a sticky from Jim Adkins, help Jim Ward. And if you hover over the title of the thread, you can see the begin like the first 200 characters or something. So like, okay, the sticky help Jim Ward. All right. This has nothing to do with our band, but I'm posting it up here because it seems to be one of the more red places on the board. Just got an email from our friend, Jim Ward. Uh, at the drive-in Sparta sleep car. If you're in Texas or the American Southwest, keep your eyes peeled. Thanks, Jim. I guess I could have looked and saw what Jim Ward was going through when this was posted, but yeah, you can't even tell when this was posted post. Yeah. They show like the last post was by Laura. Uh, and that was November, 2010. Um, only 14 replies. So maybe it wasn't up for very long. So maybe, you know, November 2010-ish, something was up with Jim Ward. I'm assuming maybe their van got stolen. Um, That's what it sounds like. But um, more importantly, third post down, sticky. Message board changes, if any. And it's got 3,000 views, 69 replies. Um, And Zach says, greetings, message board faithful. We're looking Uh at updating the look of the message board but also throwing around the idea of upgrading the message board altogether to a shinier, newer, more updated board. Before we did anything, we figured I'd check with the faithful. Let me know what dot, dot, dot. And unfortunately, that's all I got. Ah, um, <laughs> right yeah. when he gets to the meat of but it. But the, the, the plan was to update the message board. And then it just, uh, instead of updated, it went away completely. Um, and I think it, I, I, the best I could find was the last post on the message board was October 21st, 2012 at 11:43 PM by Alton 11. So, and I don't remember what it was. I didn't link to it. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, I figure with a song like this, where we don't have, it's just a lot of hearsay. We could dig into <laughs> the BBS forums and the old blog and get some stats on that. Right. Um, I, I found something. Um, if you log into, let me see if I can link you directly to it. Mm, it's not that easy. It'll be easier if you just go to it. If you go to uh, Frame.io, oh, I'm you'll see I already made a gen folder. Yeah, and, I got uh, it up. There's a perfect. I happened to just while I was level setting, I was like, oh, let me play gen. And remember, I've talked to you about if I don't have my phone in mono, all my stereo audio sounds like bonkers. Right. And I, I can't <laughs> I can't tell you why it sounds the way that it does but i recorded specifically jen because what you hear when i play jen into the recorder uh it's playing a stereo file through i guess a mono signal and you're uh, somebody that's smarter than me 484 j pod explain why this is (laughs) you can hear almost completely soloed jim's higher harmony that you cannot hear when they're listening to the song so if you Wild. play this track, I hit record. Now I did also committed the cardinal sin of adjusting the volume while it was recording. Um, so uh, you did not audio turn, phase. Yeah, no, I did not. Uh, I turn it up a little bit. So just ride the gain a little bit uh, around 20 seconds. Okay. But listen to Jim's vocals because it's only the high harmony and what he's singing is really cool. And it's, I'm sure without it, the song would sound different, but you would never be able to find this in the mix. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. 
This is wild. Isn't it? This is what shit sounds like when I play music. I love this. Isn't it cool? This is what I do in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is so wild that you get that you caught on to that <laughs> isn't it cool i would so that love was to the last know one i was like oh i got one last thing <laughs> one little bit of uh something um uh somebody yeah. somebody i feel like someone that the audio files in the discord would would even know why it does that how yeah, it merges why, what that am i into, hearing because it's yeah. not like like if you if, if uh, uh, my understanding so if i get a stereo track and i import it into avid i could do one of two things i can put it onto a stereo track or I can split it dual mono, but that means I need to manually go and pan it left and right if I want it to sound stereo. Right. The default default in Avid, because you can tell Avid to auto always, uh, and, and Premiere and Final Cut, um, you could tell it to always pan dual mono, dual mono stereo tracks, and then it's automatically panning it for you, but I don't keep mine that way because, you know, Usually I'll only have, I'll have an odd number of sound effects tracks and a lot of sound effects are center pan because they're mono. So, and that's fine. Um, so with stereo, if I drag a song into Avid and I don't pan it, it still sounds fine. You just don't get the fullness of a stereo track. Okay. This is something different. <laughs> this <Right>? is like, <laughs> I, I don't know what, like even in Avid, if I reverse pan it, if I pan it right, left. It just sounds reverse stereo. Like it doesn't sound like this, whatever this is. Um, so yeah, if anybody knows 44 J pod, explain what on earth are we hearing? <laughs> like, you know what I used to do when I was a kid is uh, I would uh, pull the headphone jack out of my CD player a little bit. And there's a sweet spot you could find. And yeah. it would almost, you, you'd hear something similar to that. Maybe that's what it does. There's, there's a spot. I wonder if it's a percentage or a specific position that you can almost just, feel it too like it's almost like you got to hold it in the right spot and, yeah and hold it there for it to like make this weird version of a connection um but anyway uh yeah i and i guess i should give some background i'm playing it out of my iphone uh through the lightning to mini plug adapter and then i'm coming out mini into a mono channel of my h6 so i'm coming out of the phone stereo i'm assuming this is a stereo jack and let me look at the cable standby. Pretty sure that's a stereo cable. And that is then going. Oh, and it's a mini to quarter inch stereo cable into a mono channel. And I'm sure that has something to do with it. But why does it sound like that? Why doesn't it, everything right. just sound center panned? Um, and so if I do put my phone manually into mono mode, everything sounds normal. Music sounds center panned, normal center pan. And my Skype sounds don't sound insane when i call you 
Because <laughs> when I call you now, it's just a straight block of waveform. You can't even, uh, I have to take my headphones <laughs> off while it's calling you. <sighs> so since we're playing audio, let's listen to the demo, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. So uh, I got this one up. I got the, I don't know if there's any specific one. I grabbed the four tracks that we have in our uh, repo. Any specific ghosts. Any specific um, ghosts. <laughs> Uh, I pulled the one uh, that I gave to Jed. Uh, it's called Copy of Zero Two Gen Demo, but I mean, any of the demo.mp3s right. are going to be the one. Here we go. It sounds a little flat. Right? And it is down half a step, so. What a difference, right? A little harder there. Sounded okay. I mean, just uh, you, you, they come into it and it just sounds like they uh, just woke up from a nap. To me. <laughs> to me. You wake yet, bud? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my personal opinion. It's my professional. Uh, so yeah, which, that which intro is that was lacking. That yeah. was not a pop hit. Uh-uh. Um, so, yeah. Is this the um, one that you had shared? Is this the, the version that I should have been playing here? No, that's what, I, what you played is what I sent you. So Okay, perfect. Then we're yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. I sent it just in case. Um. Before we get into community, I d- remember ARTV, this guy ARTV. Oh, how does that sound familiar? Who is it? AR. Who's He's AR? He's mo- Mr. Movie Phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. He gives his music reviews. So yep. this is a, uh, This would have been from 2014 because this is when Futures turned 10. So this is an early video for him. He's like sitting on like very much like his parents couch <laughs> it's a brown yeah. leather thing and uh and of all timestamps, it's at 555 of the video that uh <laughs> that he talks so i'm gonna go ahead and hit play on this and then i might have to jump to 555 i'm pasting the that it's gonna go directly to this time but it probably won't oh roger him no that's a different that's, guy that's, is that is the, the guy? guy that's the guy <laughs> okay close enough something that that point in music was doing so incredibly well. I also really enjoy the bonus track, Jen. It's a lot different from the rest of the record. I think that's why it didn't make the cut for the standard edition of this record, but it's a really fun, upbeat, pop, rock, alternative, pop punk jam that's kind of, like I said, a little bit more in your face, a little bit more intense musically. It's really fun though. Bright guitars, bright net vocal melodies on here. It's definitely one that you don't want to miss. Overall, this is my favorite. So yeah, he's talking. So the tenth edition, the tenth ten year anniversary edition, must have had Jen on it, but I that didn't show up on disc or discogs at all. No. Um, and so that must have been the one that was streaming on your that's, Spotify. Then yeah, that's got to be it. And that's, maybe they've since pulled the yeah, and they have since removed edition. that because I you can't even see yeah I can't even find that anymore. 
no deluxe for futures that I could find. Curious. Yes, and curiouser. Um, <laughs> so yeah, obviously early for him, he's like lounging in this black or this brown leather couch. His shirt is kind of askew. He's kind of out of focus. He's not really mic'd up um, versus some of his new thumbnails you can see down below there. Um, yeah. Uh, his more uh, YouTube-y aesthetic. Um, so I wanted to play that. And uh, now I've got a couple of community things. If you, what do you got? Community. What, what do I got? I got a couple of posts. Uh, my the four that I have are from Reddit. Um, the first one is titled LimeWire Demos from seven months ago by Take the Kaleidoscope. Just wondering where all my illegal demo downloading fiends are. We've read this one recently. That's uh, right. Yeah. Uh huh. At one point, uh, I had a whole mixed CD of random Jew demos and it is gone forever, but it had some crazy stuff on there that I now desperately miss miss such as and the first one listed here jen which i can just officially say that this song deserved better the fan base as a whole was such a colossal dick about that song and looking back it was actually sweet and fun song and i just feel like it is due an apology i concur yes and was there anything else that i wanted to mention down here with jen in the bottom uh yeah okay you elksa did actually share the the download of jen and lime uh track lying dressed can be found in the yeah unlike open bar reception this track is uh while not officially released sort of maybe um uh is more out there in the fandom yeah yes and so thankfully doing a little bit of sharing there and then the next post that i had was uh, a thought about demos from shades of shades I wonder if someday we'll ever get demos from some of the newer albums, Damage, IB, Surviving. I know that Zach has talked before about not wanting to hear the product before it's polished and finished as intended for hearing, but it adds so much to the depth of the album uh, in a whole, in my opinion, like a glance into the process. The Clarity and Futures Era demos are some of my favorite material, period. What do you guys think? And uh, user Metallicunt uh, says, I always wanted Jen. (laughs) Finished version, (laughs) not demo. username. In Flack, you like that one, Eric. Uh, I've always wanted Jen, finished version, not demo, in Flack from the advanced CDR, but somebody finally found that and ripped it a couple years back, so not waiting for that anymore. Uh, And then down here, Weezer17 says, "Uh, anyone know where the two versions of Jen came from? I also love the sweetness demo. And then Seebs, user Seebs, who we've we've, uh, highlighted before, is there's an album version. Jen was supposed to be on the album. However, they had to pull it last minute as it sounded too much like another song, which left them vulnerable, got threatened with a lawsuit. Um, uh, and then Weezer 17 replies, uh, oh, wow. Never knew that any other, any idea what the other song was. They go on to say, there's really so many great songs. I know there is one demo that skips. Wish we had a clean version. Do you know which song Jen sounded like that forced them to remove? And uh, they seem to link. Oh, this is a different thread. Um <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Okay, but it was Weezer. Story and of then, our lives. Right, and then in another thread here, that, that's what it was. Weezer 17 is the link between these, uh, was a post, and I imagine this was like a, sh- a shit post from somebody. This was not Snake Oil. This was from not Felix Wankel, Weezer Eat World? And it was pretty much just, uh, <laughs> they took that picture of, of Jimmy Eat World and then made the background blue and put Weezer up on the top. So speaking of Jimmy Eat Weezer, I was thinking of this uh when I was talking about when I was thinking when we were doing the research for Jen, that the single girl name song, like this reminded me of Weezer's Suzanne, which as far as I know, and you would know better than I would was written about the receptionist at the record label. Is that true? Mm, No, I think that is, uh, 
Miss Sweeney? I don't know. If this was, I'm so bad with, with that history. Uh, I'm only saying Miss Sweeney because that is actually about a receptionist. Who's Miss Sweeney? Uh, it's off oh, of the Oh, oh, I album. see. Miss Sweeney is about the receptionist. Got it. I, I think that's the track. Um, I could be way off. I thought Suzanne was around the time that they were getting into uh, barbershop quartet stuff, and Suzanne was kind of a, one of those that was in that um, in that like, like style of song. Again, man, I, I'm I'm totally posing here as a I don't even know what Miss Sweeney is, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna it, defer to you. I'm gonna say you're right. Uh, but anyway, in my head, I was like, oh, was Jen the receptionist at their record label? And they just wrote another <laughs> song. <laughs> well, it's uh, funny you mentioned that because in the same thread from not Felix Wankel down here, Deleted says uh, Jen sounds like a Weezer song. And then I was spinning free says it basically is. And can you guess which song I was spinning free links to? No. What, Suzanne? Yeah, you know it, man. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> so I'm not alone. That no. was going to be the rave DJ, the other rave DJ I forgot to do. Okay, you know what? So uh, two things. You've already mentioned another, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this. You've mentioned two songs so far that I have actually rave DJ'd. Um, so oh. we, can, we can throw some dice up and see which one we want to listen to, uh, how, how cursed we want to get. But we can <laughs> save that for a little bit later. Um, yeah, the, yeah. the last thing that I did want to mention was, was one other post, a song of the week with nothing wrong. And uh, yes. I think we've we've mentioned this story from JG429 yes. uh, before. And it's I've written this here before, but my Napster download of Futures didn't have this song on it. It had Jen instead. So I didn't know this song existed for years, literally until I started using streaming services and I came around to those kind of late. Imagine getting a new Futures track in like 2015. I was disappointed for it taking so long for me to figure out, but it was also <laughs> kind of exciting to hear an awesome Futures song for the first time so much later, like a bonus surprise, LOL. <laughs> Hell yeah. Beautiful. Uh, I got a couple more community things. I came across this post that's uh, from Shayna Danger Wells, uh, one of the Jimmy Eat World fans uh, Facebook group uh, faithfuls. Uh, February 10th, I spent the whole two minutes singing Jen at them. And I was so excited to watch her video of her meet and greet. And then she doesn't even mention the song Jen. So I comment, (laughs) came here to hear you singing Jen one out of (laughs) ten. Uh, yeah, but you put the little sarcastic S, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she responds, damn it, I almost made it into the cover segment. And uh, <laughs> she knew it. So I, I did message her because she's all over the Facebook group singing the praises of Jen. Uh, rightfully so. And so I messaged her because we've talked about her before and I feel like she corrected me because her name is spelled S-H-A-I-N-A. So yes. I was like, oh, before I mention you on the pod, is it Shayna? Shayna? Sh- uh, what else did I put? Shaina, Shaina, <laughs> uh, and she says it's Shayna, and sometimes Shayna fur. And I thought that was great. I thought that was amazing. So hello, Shayna. Um, uh, she did also. Uh, when was this? January seventeenth of this year. Only a couple weeks before that. Finally made my top twenty. Damn, that was harder than I thought it would be. And she posts a picture of her top twenty. Have you seen this? Uh, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna send it to you. I want you to read her top twenty here. Uh, incoming on messages here talking about people's top lists uh, <laughs> figure them out as well this is brilliant um <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm not even gonna say the numbers because i'll let the listeners keep track yeah. um this is one through 20 jen 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 Jen, Jen, 
Jen, and sometimes Jennifer. <laughs> Brilliant. So good. So good. It, for two things I thought of that while you were doing that. One is that it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. I don't think right. I can say it anymore on this episode. And second, it sounds like uh, when you're in a voiceover session and like you're just yeah. getting pickup lines. Uh, 45 more times. Give it a little bit like higher. Somebody, yeah, exactly. Give me every... Uh, every uh give me it as a question give me it as a statement give me it as an exclamation give it <laughs> and then all right i'm gonna do like a series and you just gotta go with them and it's basically that what you just yeah. did <laughs> so good. oh man uh that was well done um a uh, couple other things uh oh I, so people either love it or hate it and then i came across this on song meanings we didn't really dig into song meanings other than people uh-uh. loved it people hated it but this person uh crispy crispy 335 november 10th uh november 30th 2010 wow this song is mainstream der her who cares about the awesome guitar and good melody it's more about uh it's more outgoing than jimmy Eat world's other songs so that means it sucks der am i cool yet so apparently that's sort of the sentiment that uh people were giving in this yeah. sarcastic comment uh, <laughs> from crispy 335 is basically it seems that everybody in the forums just thought it was too mainstream. And I, after before bleed American, I could understand, you know what I mean? If, if this were their first song out after clarity and then people got mad at that, I guess, but like they just released bleed American and went huge with the middle. Why wouldn't they release a song yeah. like Jen? Ugh. Uh, they didn't, not that there's anything wrong with that, but and I don't <laughs> think they did the wrong thing, but this song would have been a, fucking huge hit um i I don't know if i want to get to that just yet i'll do that last uh ben foot had this on his list he we talked about this before where you've got like a a a month and you got a it's a 30 song challenge 30 day song challenge and down there at day number 21 a song you like with a person's name in the title ben foot chose jen uh and i love going back to that uh Chris Rosen hates this song. Uh, he's on the Facebook group. What did he say that I had to copy his link here? Uh, we can do anything you want, says Brendan Frick, as he posts the YouTube link. And Chris Rosen says, worst song they've written. Strictly Jeez. my opinion. <laughs> and uh, if Frank D is in there, I think he says, yeah, Frank D, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Some songs are B-sides or not released for a reason. Laugh, cry face. Um yeah, Chris Rosen, not a fan. Worst song they've written, he says. Ugh. Um, oh, uh, this was cute. I like this. Um, it took me a while to figure out. Courtney Smith, uh, who's big on the uh, uh, Jimmy Eat World Polls. fans Facebook yeah. group, uh, she uh, says, out at the cricket, showing my love, and she's got her Jimmy Eat World shirt. I was like, oh, it's got to be the Jimmy Eat World shirt. And But I'm like, this came up because I searched for Jen, and then I scroll up, and she's got the Coke bottle with the, with the name on it and it's jen and i oh. thought it was just terrific <laughs> um so what is the cricket is that like the cricket wireless pavilion the cricket is she is it, it's got to be i don't know i mean unless she's like into, soccer into pitch cricket. on the tv screen behind her so maybe it's like a a uh oh yeah see redbacks versus new south wales right indeed so yeah it looks like a soccer game oh okay a football football game, game. there we go football <laughs> game uh a football uh is this song creepy now i felt like i came across a lot of people saying that this song was cringy we've dissected the lyrics and i just don't see how that 
I don't get it. So, uh, this again was posted by Courtney Smith. 2020 was the year I built up a reputation as the sweetness of the group, allegedly. So 2021 seems like a good time to destroy that. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Uh, as well as flaming me, please list your controversial choices. So lots of comments. That's great. Danielle Roman says, I don't like Jen and Night Drive. They feel creepy. And that Drugs Are Me remix sounds like a CD skipping. But oh my God, Crush, <laughs> Static Prevails. Uh, uh, I guess uh, I... I I sort of skimmed her post, but I think she didn't like crush. And so she's asking for, uh, um, hot takes. Uh, so yeah, I guess somebody had mentioned night drive was about rape. And I remember talking about that. Um, I just don't, yeah, I, I, I don't get the, how Jen is creepy. I can see that. I mean, that's the perspective that I took. Not, I mean, not necessarily that the whole perspective, I think it's about a guy trying to coax a girl into a fling, but I think the fact that he's continuously, like goading her and just not letting it go. Yeah. Like let her make her decision, but he's like, nah, you know what? Um, what we do already has a name. It's anything but a mistake. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know how we've talked about in the past? Uh, I think we did on open bar reception. Zach has given carte blanche access to people who can't access tracks of, uh, legally to steal them. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And apparently the person that he gave that, uh, permission to, which I'd forgotten was Paul Roger on the subreddit because Paul Roger is always in the subreddit comments talking about Zach told me I had permission to download these things. <laughs> uh, and I was like, shit, like maybe that was where we got that information from at this point, 86 episodes in the pod. I fucking forget all this shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, lastly, 2017, 2017 survivor, it was 16th place, which is the first spot out. And, uh, uh, oh no, 16th place. I think with B sides and everything included, it was like third place. And then 2018 survivor, it was out in round one. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, man, Jen deserved better, man. Finally, Jake T. O'Donnell's top 100. Where do you think this last landed? I think it's going to be pretty high on his list. I'm going to say 14. Number 100. Dang. Which is fine. Yeah. Because it's okay. on the list, but I thought it, I, I wanted to give it some fanfare because it's actually on the list as the, 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 it's the first song on his entire blog. So when this blog went live, I remember being kind of a big deal in the community uh, that somebody had gone and ranked their top 100 songs and he did it reverse chronological order so this was the first song mentioned in his blog post so uh here it is jen futures promotional slash international bonus track 2004 i had to start with jen uh, i had to start this with jen in tribute to my fellow fellow longtime fans who have used it as an inside joke for 15 years (laughs) This completely absurd pop punk Marvel was incredulously supposed to be on futures, but apparently lawyers stepped in and said it sounded too much like pop goes the world by eighties shit pop safety dancers, men without hats. (laughs) It's too bad only because that meant Jen missed out on its ultimate destiny to be played over the closing credits of a straight to DVD American pie sequel. All joking aside, this song is a ton of fun and seeing them play it live someday would be surreal. So that is number 100. Hell yeah. Jake T. O'Donnell. Yes. I'll take it. Uh, as they come. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into cover, <laughs> let's, <Right>? uh, <laughs> let's talk about our rave DJs. All right. Okay. I have, I have one that you found as well. So yeah. let's take that one and the other couple you made and see which ones we want to hear. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I've you got wanna... Jen goes the world. Yes. And um, do you want to hear mine? Oh yeah, yeah. I was uh, gonna say so, let's okay. talk about the names. Okay. But yeah. Let's. All right. Here we go. This one is no, 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 no. I was gonna say you want to hear my my titles. So the 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 first. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The alt I have is called Jen. J-E-N-N-E. It's a mix of Jen and Suzanne, so it's oh. a little bit uh, more eloquent. Jen. Oh, sick. So you did do one. Great. And uh, my my question, my, my prompt here is, can we get through a minute? Uh, and then the next <laughs> one is, that Jen you do. <laughs> oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. Well, I can imagine that Suzanne, which is more of a, um, it's more of a swing to it oh, it, than, oh by the way uh, it's a it's Jen a three four time driving. song yeah so it's a three four time song oh that's what it is it's a four yeah, four it's a waltz, so yeah so yeah, it does so not work well i yeah that's a nightmare <laughs> yeah let's not do that um so let's do i love that thing you do so much so let's go ahead and listen to that jen thing you do is yeah, that what it is you're gonna that hate thing it. Jen does? you're gonna yeah, that 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 jen you do you're gonna hate it after this oh no okay so that jen you do They're so bubblegummy. They should have gone together like peas and carrots. All right. So that uh, I can't believe how bad that was. So uh, to cleanse our palate, let's take a listen to this bass cover. Did you listen to this yet? I didn't hear it yet. My my note is bass. That's it. (laughs) Bass. How did you spell that? Uh, B-E-Y-I-S-S-S-S-S. All right. Here we go. Sounds pretty clean.
right, he's coming up on that solo. I want to hear how he plays it. I'll see him, will it? Alright, let's see that walk down, David. Come on. Man, that was great. I totally thought that walk down was going to be hitting that uh, low D. But yeah. He was playing in standard tuning. Unless he was. No, but the song's in G major and he was playing a G. So, uh, yeah, man. Still great. Yeah. Awesome job, CM Willett. He is Hell a G. Yeah. He is. Those look like. Uh, it's hard to tell from the lighting, but I was figuring those were active pickups in a jazz bass, which I don't I don't see normally. Um, but. It, it had so much body to it. Yeah, it I'm did. I'm going to guess that he, I really like to, I don't, um, all of my bases are rosewood and this is that like, uh, ash neck. I always wanted a base with ash. They look clean. They do. Yeah. It's very, yeah. uh, it's very bright. Yeah. It almost looks like a harder wood. Like the rosewood always feels like kind of soft. Yeah. Soft and shitty. Although <laughs> all my bases are rosewood. Um, uh, yeah, like I always like I was like, oh, if it's an American base, American made base, it's probably a- uh, ash and not rosewood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that holds water, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so shall we uh, now that our palettes are cleansed uh, with CM Willett's base cover, uh, which was terrific. And actually, the only re- the only version of the song we actually played on this episode uh, of the final version of the song that we played on this episode uh Let's go ahead and wreck it again by playing. What was it? Jen without hats. What did I put? Yeah, Jen goes. Jen goes the world. Jen goes the world. I like Jen by Jen without hats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. Don't be scared, 
Okay, well, one more chance here. What a terrible way to remember the song <laughs> affiliated with so, this garbage. This is uh, not something I do a lot. It's 86 episodes in, but there's something about like pop goes the world. It's kind of like pop goes the weasel. There's a baby in a carriage playing the keyboard. It made me think of in 2019, I did a four track EP of nursery rhymes. Uh, and the reason I did it, I had sort of challenged myself to write a song a day for 12 days and I did it. And the only criteria was that they were done in a day and less than one minute long. And then I ended up with all these instrumental tracks I didn't know what to do with. And the first thing I thought to do with uh, them was to literally do what people uh, like Blink-182 in the last five, six years has been like, oh, yeah, it's nursery rhymes on steroids. And I was like, OK, I guess that's what it is. Um, and then that coupled with Mark Hoppus and uh, Matt Skiba had talked about doing a side project together a long time ago called the serial killers. And uh, I think we maybe talked about this on the blink primer, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but this was before Matt joined blink. This was like when Matt Skiba from alkaline trio and Mark Hoppus from blink, they were like going to do something together and they were going to call it the serial killers. And it was all going to be like really dark, but kid songs. Um, and uh, it didn't end up being that. So, I literally took it and was like, well, I'll just do nursery rhymes. And I did it. And they sounded fucking cool. And I did other stuff with them. Uh, like Blink-155 uh, had uh, their free punk lyrics comp. And I was like, well, I already got all these instrumentals. And the lyrics for free free punk lyrics were already up on the Tumblr. Uh, there's a whole lore to that. But there, there was a big, long, I think it was 36 tracks was the the uh community put together and Damn. i did three of them and i used three of these instrumentals that i did during the 12 12 song challenge and i just sang the lyrics that josiah wrote on the tumblr 10 years ago or whatever so anyway i've done several things with these songs but uh i really like this one that i sent to you it's the itsy bitsy spider uh all the music is original and then i just took the lyrics and uh and and googled them to make sure i had right. Them right uh and uh anyway wes had a good time listening to him he still listens to him from time to time and uh yeah let's listen to a little bit of the itsy bitsy spider to cleanse our gen without hats uh palette. <laughs> it's basically bizarre love triangle this yeah version. Oh, you're right, yeah. <laughs> oh there man it is hits so you right in the face <laughs> yeah man um and uh so yeah there it is uh 
what are your final thoughts on Jen by Jimmy Eat World? I love this song. I love Jen. This is an awesome track. Uh, it doesn't fit where it was supposed to be placed. Um, I'm so glad that we got to listen to it in both forms, although I prefer the, uh, you know, the finalized version. But this is one of those songs that um, I could listen to anytime. It's going to pick up my spirits. Uh, it's got an awesome solo, which is always a good little ingredient that Jimmy World can throw into their their rock uh, songs. Yeah, so this is a yeah, this is a ten out of ten for me, man. I love this song. What about you? Ab- absolutely love this song. This is probably in my top thirty Jimmy Eat World songs, and uh, it's an absolute bop. I can't, I, I can't believe people don't like this song. Um, if they ever played it live, I'd probably lose my shit. Oh yeah, and. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, I just love everything about it. I think absolutely it it either should have like been on like a Bleed American re-release or like uh, why not just release it with Chase This Light, which is a very poppy record. Yeah. And you have the song that never made it. Uh, is it a weird thing with Gil Norton or like uh, uh, off the top of my head? I don't remember what label Chase This Light is on, but maybe it would have been an issue with the record labels. Um, uh, it's really hard to say, but labels buy jimmy eat world's albums after they're complete and jimmy eat world owns the publishing to all of their songs so they could have put this on chase's slide i'm gonna say armchair lawyer in me is gonna say they could have done it and they still didn't and, oh i guess they didn't they wanted to avoid the litigation that was apparently threatened by men without hats yeah. uh people uh and they probably would have pursued it and i i get it like i i guess it's a it's a double-edged sword you don't want to get gone after but like, especially if it's a song, let's say they put it on Chase This Light, right? Yeah. You've already got all the songs for Chase This Light done that you're going to get full royalties on. Share the writing credit, I guess, with Men Without Hats. But like at that point, if you really in your heart of hearts feel like you didn't rip them off and you're just going to hand them out, hand it out to them, like Jim said, like pay up for something you feel like you didn't do intentionally for any reason, then like, I guess, yeah, why, why release it ever at all? So. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Who could know? It's a bop. Yeah. It, it, no one could know. It, it can, it's an unknown. So, uh, yeah. Um, I guess if somebody steals your song, um, just remember, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes!